Welcome to Emran's podcast, episode number sixty-six. This is your host Suman Silwal. Don't give up trying. I mean, if you if you keep at it long enough and you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to finish it. Visit emrans.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, and get race discount codes. I'd like to welcome Donna Arrington to Emran's podcast. Donna, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Hey, um, we haven't uh, run in a while. I, I remember first time running with you at the Birmingham Ultra Trail Running Society uh, mixer or, or meet. Or, uh, I think we, we had our first picnic, uh, Bud's first picnic, and then um, you, we, we ran together. You kept on falling back then. That's my first memory running with you. <laughs> you have come a long way since then. That happens when you go from roads to trails. You fall a lot, and then you learn how to stay upright. Exactly. Uh, do you uh, do you have any big race plan for for the summer or fall or how, how does that work for you? Um, well, things are kind of falling into place for me to do the Penhody Trail Series. I've done the first two races, um, the Chiha 50K and the Chakalaka 50K. And so the next race is Rebecca Mountain 50 Mile, and I've signed up for that. So um, and then after that, Penhody. Oh, so. big Penhody. So yeah. Do they do, uh, does uh, Todd Henderson, uh, is it, uh, do they do like similar to what the Southeastern Trail does, David Toss does, uh, have a series, series points, or just you're just running every race? Um, he's, he's, he hasn't declared like any kind of uh, special, you know, for completing the series, but I know he's, he's working on something. He just hasn't divulged what he's, his idea is yet. Definitely. I may need to ask him, put him in the podcast. Yeah. Now, and before we go forward... <laughs> Tell us about your, your running journey and how did you got in running? And before running, what did you do? Uh, well, I, you know, I was a mom, really. Um, I um, have always been active. I ran track in high school. Being physically active has always been part of my life. Um, but, you know, when I had kids, I kind of took a, that took a back seat. And probably in 2011, um, when, you know, my boy, I have two boys and when they were getting older and, um, kind of didn't need as much of my time as I had been devoting to them, I, I started training for a half marathon. And, um, that, I think that was in 2011. And then in 2012, um, I found the Southeastern Trail Series and absolutely fell in love with trails. And never looked back. I, I rarely run roads now, um, and I, you know I just have this love for outdoors and the and the low frills of the of trails versus roads. No pressure to be fast. Just enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know, no pressure to be fast, but you're naturally fast. So. <laughs> Well, I'm very competitive, and, um, and that's a good thing sometimes and a bad thing sometimes. So, yeah. w- where is this na- competitive competitive nat- nature comes for you? You you are a tennis player, correct? You played or recreation tennis. Is that what you did? Yes. Um, about the same time I started running, um, I also started playing tennis. And I was not a very good tennis player in the beginning, and I, just as I wasn't a really good trail runner in the very beginning. But um, the two activities complemented each other because the more I played tennis, um, the faster my feet got, and the more I ran trails, the quicker and, and more um, active my feet were. And tennis is all about footwork and you know preparing for that next shot. Um, and it let me exercise some competitive demons that you know maybe I couldn't exercise in in running. But um, but for about three years, I did both sports pretty hardcore, and um, they 
really help with ankle strength, knee strength, um, quick movement. Um, I, and I credit tennis with a lot of my success on trails. Definitely. Yeah, I, I never play tennis, and I, I, I do. I used to play badminton and table tennis, and not the tennis. I could never, <laughs> never, never figure out that sports. But, but yeah, definitely you're moving around um, you know, the small area, but uh, definitely that helps. Talking about the trail, uh, uh, running trails. Before you start running ultra, did you do any road marathons, or you have you're yet to do road marathons, correct? I have. I do not have a road marathon. No, never done one. Half marathon, done several. So what what did it make you to run uh, ultra distance race without going venturing into marathon distance or? I started the Southeastern Trail Series and built up my mileage. And with each race, you know, it kind of it's longer. And um, I remember um, the day I ran 18 miles for the first time in my life. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but somehow I pulled it out. And the next race was going to be 20. And the day I lined up for that one, I didn't think I would be able to do it, but I did it. And it just, it kept progressing all the way to the 50K. And I didn't think I could do it, but I did. And every time I would finish a race, you know, I would think, wow, if I can do that, what else can I do? Because I thought that was impossible. (laughs) Yeah. And and then you kept on building those distance and miles and eventually ran the 100 miles. Tell us a story about uh, you're going to 100 mile distance. Well, you know, it's it just seems like the natural progression of of ultra running. If you start, you know, if you achieve that 50K, um, your next um, goal seems to just keep going further. And, you know, I think I did the run for kids 12 hour and that was my PR for distance. Um, I think I did 53 point something miles and that was, I had never gone that far before. And I think it was the year after that, that I did the hundred, but I knew once, once I had done the 50, I'm like, well, I can, I can do a hundred. Sonia Steely said I could do it if I could do 50. And I have, I believe Sonia. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, I'm glad I did the hundred. Um, didn't think I could do it either. And I've done one cent, another one since, and I'm planning on doing another one. So, so what it makes you to go a hundred mile, do the hundred miler? Is it a challenging? A hundred mile is not as competitive. You cannot, you cannot run race that race. But uh, what, what is, what is that? Uh, why would you do it? Well, it's a whole different. Um, it's completely different than if you were going to do a fifty k because um, your whole race strategy is different for a hundred. Um, you know, you might think you can in your mind. You may think you can line up and, and run a fast hundred, but when you're out there and you're, you know, 60 miles in, you're like, holy cow, I've got another 40 to go. Um, I'm not going to finish as quick as I wanted to. Um, so you have to you have to look at it differently and think of things differently and prepare yourself, you know, for a really long, long time out on the trail. Definitely. For for me, is running hundreds like a going on a journey, you know, so like a lifelong journey. It feels like that anyway. Absolutely. It's for the it's it's for different reason. I mean, it's for enjoyment. It's for um, I kind of like that feeling where it, it takes you almost to your most vulnerable place. You know, can you do this? Can you not do this? And it makes you feel more um, fragile and human than any other time in your life. And you push through it, and it's a pretty cool thing. And the bouncing back and forth is uh, what has amazed me last time when I ran 100. It's like a, one time, I'm like you said, I'm so vulnerable and so down. Next thing I know, I eat something and I'm, I'm ready to go again. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yes. 
you know, or you think you're going to miss a cutoff. And so all of a sudden you find this strength that you didn't know you had to make that cutoff. Yeah. Three o'clock in the morning, you suddenly realize you, you're going to about to, <laughs> they're about to kick you out of the, the course. And, uh, you, something, something happens inside the heart, heart. And, um, there are people listening who has never run. If you have not run a uh, hundred. So if you're thinking about running hundreds, just think twice before you, <laughs> you decide to well, run it. Don't, you can't discount the mental part of running a hundred. Um, because if you can't turn your negative thinking around, um, you're going to be in trouble. Definitely. Uh, talking about running 100, uh, r- running 100 takes, uh, or running any ultra distance uh, takes a lot of commitment. Uh, we got to run the trails. Uh, uh, how, how does the commitment work for you? I know you're raising two kids and you've got a family, full-time job. But, um, how, how does that work for you? Family life balance? Uh, it's, it's difficult. Um, I seem to manage it. I mean, it's not perfect. Um, I, I leave the house some mornings at 4.30 and I run for an hour before I go to work. Um, and then I get a long run in at least every other weekend. And it's just kind of understood, well, mom's gone for six or seven hours today. And I start as early as I can so that I'm not gone the entire day. But like if I have, you know, if I'm going to go out to the Pinhoti and do uh, a 25, 30 mile run, I'll have to like get that one on the calendar and say, hey, family, um, let's mom's going to be gone this day. Don't plan anything, but I can get it in. It's, it's not easy. And I have to get creative sometimes. Like, um, I have a son that plays tennis and he was in a match, um, out at Spain park in the springtime. And while I was waiting on him to play, I was over there running in veterans park. You know, I, I had an, an hour to burn and I'm like, okay, I've got my stuff. I'm just going to run. Same thing. We were in Tuscaloosa a couple of weeks ago and I had all my stuff with me and I was like, okay, well, he's got three hours till his next match. So I'm going to throw my running clothes on and go to Lake Lurleen and I'm going to run around the lake. Exactly what I did. Definitely. So where there's a will, there's a way. I mean, if you want to do it and it's important, you know, you can figure it out. You just have to be a little bit creative. Definitely. Uh, you, you did not run when when you you when the children so your, your boys are growing up, correct? They were 10 and 11 when I started running. And you you have managed to run the distance and do whatever and be be good at it too uh, with your time. That's that's great to know. Uh, tell us more about um, women in trail running, ultra running, uh, being out there uh, by yourself or with your friends. How does that work? Uh, I have a lot of friends I run with. I run with you and a lot of people. Um, I just want to know how does it work uh, for for female? You know, even for 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 me, sometimes it's it's just I don't want to run by myself uh, most of the time trail. So yeah, um, well, sometimes I, I enjoy a solo run. It's it's really it's nice, but I do enjoy running with my my girlfriends and my other trail friends. Um, I learn a lot from the other trail runners, and um, there's a lot of a good fellowship and camaraderie that develops. And um, I, I've learned many, many things um, without having to learn them the hard way. Um, and I, I'm really, I really watch women um, in racing like that are older. I'm a little bit older than most. Well, I'm, I'm going to be 50 soon. So there's not a whole lot of women who uh, are 50 and over who are finishing ultras. Um, it kind of, we kind of run out for some reason around 50. Um, I want to say there were only, and I may be wrong about this, but I want to say there were only like five women over 50 that finished the Georgia death race. And, and I want to say that last year 
there weren't that many who finished Pinhoti. There are plenty, there are several more who sign up, but they don't end up finishing. And so as we age, it becomes more difficult to um, be successful in the sport or to perform at a level that's acceptable. Um, when I ran Chocolaco about three weeks ago, uh, I met Terry Hayes, and Terry is 74 years old, and she was doing Chocolaco 50K, and I, I, she's done it several times before. And I I didn't really know Terry's story until I started talking to Todd's wife, Jamie. And, uh, and then I looked up Terry's history in ultra sign up and she has 228 ultra finishes, Wow! three Western States, 100s, two Angeles crest and like the Mohican, Vermont, 100. I lost count of the 50 mile races and the, I couldn't count them all. I didn't have time to count them all. I mean, it was unbelievable the races that she's done. And she started when she was about 40 and now she's 74 and she's got 228 races. So she's very, that encourages me a whole lot. And um, I was really honored to to stop and meet her at Chocolaco. She's, she motivates me to, to just know that it's possible that, you know, if, if the will is there, I'll find a way because she's done it for sure. Definitely. Do you think uh, the reason we don't have a lot of female uh, running ultra distance, only a regional thing, La Southeast or, or nationwide, we may need to look that up. Because, you know, in a marathon or, or half marathon, there's more female than a male in any given race. So. Is that right? I didn't realize that. Yeah, Chicago has more uh, female participant than, than the male. So I'm not sure um, how it is out west, but I feel like in the southeast, we're kind of or on the east coast and, and mainly in the southeast. It's probably about we're one quarter of the entrance um, of most ultras. Definitely. Talking about that, uh, uh, being mom and um, an ultra distance runner, what is the difficult thing for you? The difficult thing for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, like you mentioned a minute ago about going in, you know, early in the morning, you know. Not what? yeah, it's difficult for me not to get frustrated. Um, like and 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 sometimes I have to gather myself and 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 remember what's really important in this life, and it's not my running. I mean, I enjoy it, and you know, it's part of me, and and I can't imagine not doing it. But at the end of the day, my family is is the most important to me and they're always going to be first definitely have you given up any races uh for for your family oh all the time yeah i mean and i love races that allow race day sign up because people like me who really you know don't want to ask to do another race but maybe things fall into place where they they actually like hey i think i since we're not doing anything i think i'll go do that race (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, so I love race day sign up and David Tosh has that for all his races um, in the Southeastern Trail Series, which has allowed me to just, you know, spur of the moment, sign up for a race. Just pop up at the um, race. But race. Yeah. But races like, you know, Georgia Death Race or Quest for the Crest, I have to like fill out an application at home and make sure that it's OK with the family, <laughs> you know, before I do something like that. Yeah, long range planning versus short. Uh, what is the furthest distance have you traveled for for the for the race? You stay, you your race is mostly southeast, correct? Right. I've never been any farther than North Carolina and Florida, like, and then nowhere west. Yeah, definitely. We may need to go check out some west west coast uh, ultra ultra races. So so. Well, I'm gonna put two lottery tickets in the Western States uh, lottery. So. <laughs> 
Definitely. <laughs> Next year, let's do it. Um, uh, talking about uh, talking about uh, ultra distance ultra running, you were pretty much a lot involved in uh, here and locally with uh, Bud's uh, Birmingham Ultra Trail Running Society. Tell us about how much it has changed to you. Oh, um, you know, it's just such a warming and welcoming community of runners and people. I mean, it's just such good people. Um, and we're just, there's so much respect for you, whether you're finishing the race first or second, or if you're the very last one across the finish line. Um, if you need anything, all you got to do is ask a butts and they'll, they'll give you advice, um, you know, welcome you in, invite you to a run. It doesn't matter how fast or slow or how much experience you have. Um, I love that as an organization, we give back to the parks that we use. We participate in uh, trail maintenance and building. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's a great thing. And I'm, I'm really happy and proud to be a part of it. Definitely. Yeah, same here. Um, but it's great to have a community like that. A lot of people talk a lot of great about bus, bus community you know, so it has grown and great uh, over the years. So it definitely has helped me to to grow. Yes, we have some great races. Yeah, really, really fun. Um, we've got Ra- Race Against the Sun coming up, um, not this weekend, but next. So that's always fun. And um, then we've got Race to the Lake in August. And this year we're going to do uh, Crusher Ridge again at Ruffner Mountain. And we also have the Barely Ultra, which has has changed its time of year we we swapped with david tosh um we're gonna do barely ultra the weekend before thanksgiving weekend yeah and that's different than it has been in the past yeah barely ultra is a great for those of you listening i want to run that your first ultra it's just 27 yes. mile it's a great race it's a course is it's not close, as just, yeah, yeah. Flat course, close to home. It's 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 great. Yeah, I, I recommend a lot of people to run that. So, Donna, let's talk more about your training training schedule. Uh, when the alarm goes four thirty in the morning, uh, what do you think about uh, run? Is there a day that that you say this is not what you what I you want to do, or are <laughs> you always say you're ready to go? Are you what uh, what what type of personality do you have? Well, because I go straight to work from the trail. Um, I, ha- I have a, a rule that if it's actively raining, I'm not going to run. I'm just going to go to work um, because I can't, I don't have a hair dryer there. I guess I could buy one, but I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty devoted. I mean, I'm, I'm out there. I, like one day will be hill work. One day will be tempo run. And then one day will just be like recover run. Um, I still go to the gym a couple of times a week. Um, I don't lift a lot of weight. I don't do CrossFit, but I, I feel like the work in the gym is critical for injury prevention, especially for, um, the more mature lady. I'll put it that way. Um, I feel like I have been pretty much injury free. Um, on the trails. I've only, the only injury that I've really had is a rolled ankle. And, um, you know, those, everybody gets those, it's, it, it happens. Um, I don't suffer with like chronic um, knees or IT band issues or anything like that. And I credit that to my gym work and yoga and, and just um, a good diet. I mean, nutrition, uh, you can exercise yourself to death. If your nutri- nutrition's not right, you're not, you're, you're still going to get injured or, or not have the outcome that you really want. Um, 
It's easier said than done. I struggle with staying in a good nutrition place in my life. Um, it, it sometimes gets so, you know, I just want to just give me a hamburger, just give me some <laughs> fries, just give me some ice cream, give me a beer. You know, I'm just, I'm tired of the regimen. Um, but when I dial it in and I'm, and I'm focused or I'm, I'm working on a race and I'm working really hard on my nutrition, um, I, I can, I can say no to those things and I can stick to it. Um, but to me, if you're nutrition's not right. Um, it really doesn't matter. Well, at my age, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're going to break, your body's going to break down on you. Definitely. Uh, that's one of the, my difficulty. And I'm trying to work through this summer as a nutrition. And um, I'm not as disciplined in nutrition as, as I'm running. I think for me, is running is a lot easier than be controlled with the nutrition. So it's <laughs> a... Even though I have turned vegetarian for running, but it's, I eat anything. I'm like an eating machine, so. Right. Well, I'm kind of tinkering with um, the low carb, high fat kind of concept. I, I'm not sure exactly what they call it. It's um, being, I'm trying to become more fat adaptive or where I can convert to using fat before um, or I would have in the past um, because of all the carbs I'm, I was eating. So I'm right now I'm, I'm trying um, to really limit my carbs and increase my fat. And I will tell you that my first test of that um, was Chocolaco. And I did finish that course over 20 minutes faster than I had at a younger age three years ago. Um, so I was pretty excited about that. And I felt like my nutrition um, and Tailwind, I have to give Tailwind some credit too, because without Tailwind, um, you know, things don't look good for me. I just, <laughs> I really do well on Tailwind. Um, and for a 50K, that's all I'll have. That's the only nutrition I'll have um, is water and Tailwind. And I really don't eat food during a 50K. But as you train on on, the, on your training, do you also um, try to put also uh, more uh, protein, uh, protein focus, or are you just trying to do fat uh like what you mentioned just a minute ago, less car, more fat. Yes. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm still kind of tinkering with it. I'm not sure what exactly is going to work for me um, the best. Um, I'm just trying to stay with natural stuff. You know, I'm not going to do um, uh, no goos and no, um, nothing like that. I'm just like last weekend when I did a long run, I took along some raisins and some dried blueberries and some almond butter. And that was my, along with tailwind, that was my nutrition. And I was, and I really didn't even need it because I was only doing 20 miles. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm forcing myself to eat uh, these days. I don't usually eat uh, even training run races. I try to limit my eating, like you said, but now I'm forcing like every hour, hour and a half, I'm eating more and more just to, because I've noticed last several races I because of my not eating and you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt so terrible after the race so yeah I used to think that it was better and and I was wrong about this but I, I used to think that I would be better off to eat less the day before a race because then I wouldn't be carrying around you know all that excess waste in my body and that was just weight for me to carry and so I would kind of restrict my calories and restrict like you know, high fiber foods. I would try to eat low residue the day before a race, but I really think that was the wrong thing to do because, um, before Chocolaco and before Georgia death race, I ate like tons of food. I mean, I, I was eating bread and, um, granola and I was eating a lot and I did just 
fine. I, I, you know, I did much better than when I have not eaten well the day before a race. Definitely. Yeah, eating and nutrition and training sound, seems like a experiment of, of, of us own. It keep... is. Very individual to the person. And you just have to figure out what works for you. I mean, what works for me may be miserable for you, but it works for me. Definitely. But natural, uh, just in, in a general term, just eating natural food will help everybody. I think that's, that's what I think. Yeah, I, st- I tried that Whole30. That's where I started. And I really like it because you eliminate a lot of the, um, the um, foods that cause allergies. And I really liked it. I, I felt like it really, it really helped, um, helped with cravings and, and energy level and sleeping better. So yeah, try that one. I need to check that out. Whole30.com. <laughs> Whole30.com. There we go. Guys, <laughs> let's check them out. <laughs> Donna, you, you just mentioned about, uh, uh, GDR Georgia death race. Tell us about a lot of uh, a lot of us run from from this area. Run run that race. It's becoming very popular now. Uh, tell us about that race. I loved it. I thought it was it was awesome. It was very well organized. Um, the the setting and uh, the Duncan Ridge Trail loved it. Thought it was beautiful. Um, it was a very difficult race. Um, you sign up for um, you think it's okay. It's not a hundred. Like I told my husband, it's not a hundred. I can do it. It's it's not <laughs> going to be like a hundred. Let me tell you, it was it was every bit as hard or harder than Penhody one hundred. It was. Um, um, just crazy elevation, um, crazy descents, and you know, there's, um, lots of technical trails. Um, when the sun went down and there was a lot of Jeep road, it was a little bit um, deflating, but um, the volunteers um, and the aid stations were just outstanding. Um, can't say enough about the volunteers. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. I, the The course was marked, you know, just great. Um, I stuck with my friend Sonia the whole entire time and just had a blast. I mean, we we had some moments that were great, and we had some moments that were terrible, and you know, we, we were laughing some and crying some, but it was it was just a whole lot of fun. And I started the race with her, and uh, we finished it together. We we stuck together the whole time, and it was it was just a great, great deal of fun. And I'm so glad I did it. I don't know if I'll do it again, but because um, it's going to be hard to get into. I think um, I think he's going to do a lottery next year. Um, but I, I highly recommend it. And 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 really, any of Run Bums races to me, they're very well organized, and um, I don't have to worry about getting lost. His course markings are just phenomenal. His, and his volunteers are just the best. And also, his uh, some of the races that I have seen is uh, races are pretty difficult. You have run a couple of his races, correct? Run Bum's race. Yes, he likes to make them like crazy difficult, um, and that's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, when I first went out to North Carolina to do the inaugural quest for the crest, um, I really had no idea how hard it was going to be. I mean, I'd never done mountains like that in my life, and uh, as hard as it was, it was so rewarding because the scenery and the views that you are rewarded with after climbing those those incredible mountains um, are so wonderful. 
and uh, I, I look forward to doing that race again. I think I think that's probably my favorite. Definitely. I'll, I'll ask that question uh, as we're leading towards the uh, sprint round. Uh, let me just ask some some question. Uh, we may find, discover more about you and about your running. As the series of questions, uh, it can be long or short. Depends how you want to answer it. Donna, you ready for it? Sprint round. I guess, I guess so. Let's do it. Uh, what type of uh, shoes do you wear? I wear Hoka Challengers. You're sold on Hoka, correct? I have been through a lot of different companies, and I have. Just stayed with Hoka because I I like them. I, I did the whole entire Georgia Death Race without a blister. So there, all you people who say you get blisters from Hoka's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100% Hoka guy, but uh, I, I do wear Hoka's too. So Yeah, and Swiftwick socks. Oh, my God. I never changed my socks for Georgia Death Race either, and I, I never got a blister. Did the whole thing. Never took my shoes and socks off the whole time. Didn't have a blister. What about 100 mile uh, for Pinhoti? What type of shoes do you do you wear? I mean, you do multiple Hoka shoes or just one? Um, last Pinhoti I wore Stinson's, but this Pinhoti I'm going to wear my Challengers because I don't think I need that stack anymore. I think that my body has finally accepted the fact that we're just going to do this, no matter what or what she has on her feet, she's going to do this, and I think it's. I think my challengers are going to be fine. Definitely. What type of GPS device do you use? I have a Sunto. Sunto. Yeah, I, I think we have the similar similar one. So I like yes, I like Sunto. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, if I don't set up anything and do anything, I'm going by itself, eighteen hours. A little close yeah, to nineteen. I think I, I learned a tip from a girl at Georgia Death Race though about the about batteries because you know you can. You can set your battery to be slow, I mean, to conserve and whatever. But if you're going to do something 30 hours, you know, 24 to 30 hours, you really need to just take a charger and, and keep your keep it on, you know, the um, not the conserve mode. Keep it on the regular mode and, and use a charger. Got you. Yeah, usually I don't even worry about it. after 18 miles, it does 18 hours. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> And it it, goes, yeah, it it usually <laughs> usually goes to clock mode anyway. So. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I probably shouldn't worry about it. That I yeah. should probably put my watch away and just forget about it. But I, I I'm not there yet. I'm trying to get there because I know that's a good place to be. I'm just not there yet. Yeah, I, I usually let it roll. It. Uh, I know that by the time wise, I know I know where I am. So usually it works okay. Uh, what inspires you uh, to do whatever you do? I think I asked that a little quite a little bit earlier, about four thirty. Tell us all what inspires you to to do all this racing, ultra distance racing. You know, I just love I, I love nature. I love being outside. I, I've always been um, a low frills kind of person. I don't need a lot of um, I don't need a lot of stuff. I, I love um, nature and, um, you know, people who push themselves to their absolute limit. I love to be around those people and I love the selflessness um, that motivates me. I want to be like that. And and that's what I find in, in ultra running and the people who do it, just the best dang folks on the planet. Definitely. What is the most beautiful trail I have you run so far? Um, I'm going to have to say that um, the Mount Mitchell, the Quest for the Crest trails, those are the prettiest for me. Um, you know, I've, I've hiked on some trails out in California that are absolutely stunning, and I'm, I'm ready to go out there and do a race um, as soon as I can. Outside of California, like at Mount Tam or somewhere like that, that, is, that that's on my list. But um, for what I've done, like, it's definitely North Carolina, the, um, you know, Western North Carolina. 
Definitely. Uh, that leads to my next question. Are you a downhill racer or uphill climber? Uphill, uphill. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you train yeah. uphill or how, how do you do that training wise? Um, I do a lot of deadlifts and a lot of squats. Um, mm. And then I do, uh, I go out on the trail and I do hill repeats and I do a lot of crazy things and um, things that some people just would probably not consider doing. But I love to do hill repeats. I love to to do washing machine uh, like loops on really elevated courses. Um, yeah, I love to climb. So what is your favorite trail here in the Birmingham area? Um, my favorite trail is probably the Blue Trail at Oak Mountain. That's too flat. <laughs> I mean, uh, once <laughs> once you get to the ridge, it's a cruise control, you know. Yeah, I like the Blue Trail. I mean, it's got a little bit of everything. It's got hill. It's got, um, you know, some small water crossings. It's got... It's got the lookout if you go out to King's Chair, um, and then it's got you know along the ridge. It's nice and flat, and you can you, you can go a little bit faster, and then you can you can dive down into the gorge and see Peavine. So it's got a little bit of everything. That's why I like it. Definitely, yeah, I like it too because once I get to the ridge, I, mean, I can just go. So, <laughs> but I feel like I know it well enough. I could tell you like where every rock and every root. I would know. You know, I've done it so many times. So if I need to find you in the Oak Mountain, that's where. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Talk about uh, uh, running and training. What kind of training do you follow? I think you mentioned that earlier. Uh, You know, you do different races. Uh, Do you keep a pretty solid base and then train from there? How does that work? Uh, Yeah, I I feel like I've can um, I try to stay 50k ready all the time um you know I I don't um take much time off I know sometimes I should but um I think every other week I'm gonna do at least a 20 to 25 mile run on the weekend um definitely so what does the 50k ready means so you run uh, hours uh, 35 35 miles a week 35 to 40 miles a week but you know i really don't think that um i, I don't believe that to do what what I'm doing, I have to run, you know, massive amounts of mileage. I think what's more important is that I get in the gym and I keep the tissues around my joints strong. And then the on race day, that's when I'm doing my long distance. Got you. I think there's a guy named Brian McKenzie who's written a book about that. It's called, I'm trying to think, um, Unbreakable Runner. Yeah, I, I, I don't subscribe to all his, his theories, but a lot of what he says makes sense to me. And, um, and I, I do think that you do not have to do crazy mileage to be an ultra runner and even to be an, a successful ultra runner. You just got to protect your joints and protect your body with other activities. Definitely. And uh, I, I guess consistency is also important. I'm, I'm becoming a really inconsistent runner. And that's what I'm trying to bring it back this summer. Hopefully I can overcome that. I used to be consistently trainings and it's just yeah. nowadays I race so many races. <laughs> so, so it's just hard for me to train anything or have any consistent base so i'm I'm always ready for any anything 50k to 100 miles so any day so <laughs> probably not but <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well i'm i'm definitely um i'm hardcore staring down this rebecca mountain 50 mile or i've already like written out my race plan and um you know i'm, I'm i've got over two months to get ready for it but uh, i'm i'm pretty dedicated to to sticking to the good nutrition and you know just trying to make i think I, I turned 50 like three days before that race, so I'm really going to try to do my very best. Definitely. That'll be a great, great story. 
to bring it back. <laughs> uh, one thing for sure, uh, for those of you training for Rebecca Mountain, make sure that you train in the middle of the day. Still yeah. September, first weekend, well, second weekend September is still going to be hot. Yeah. So Yes, it's going to be very hot. And um, so so be be training in the middle of the day. So even though you don't have to go a lot of miles, but definitely heat training. So Donna, we uh, you have done many races. What is your favorite race so far? Um, You know what? I really enjoyed the quest for the crest that's odd right now that's my favorite sounds like that's the race you really like it i mean i remember you talking about for longest period of time yeah it's just you know it's in god's country it's so beautiful and um i know i'm not going to be in the top five females so i don't try to kill myself to finish the race i just try to enjoy it and gosh knows i need to do more of that at home too definitely (laughs) but at home you're too close to home you want to just go too competitive yeah you can beat me anytime this day so don't worry about that one <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you've beat me in a while have you uh, not sure we need to it's been a while i think i i don't know i have to remember that i need to go back and look at it oh uh, we can look on ultrasonic <laughs> <laughs> no let's not do it uh, i'm pretty sure i beat you at the stage race yeah i, I took a pretty bad fall that's my excuse <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I ran out of the water, and you guys didn't didn't even give me any water. So that's not <laughs> not true. <laughs> uh, is there any race uh, you have you haven't run that you like to run? Um. Oh yeah, sure. I would love to run the Tahoe 100. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to do that race too, or 200 maybe. Oh yeah, I, I definitely want to get out west. Um, I definitely want to go to the Pacific Northwest. And um, there's a 50K, I think they, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it has like 50 waterfalls in it. Wow. Um, somewhere near Oregon, uh, Portland, Oregon. I want, to, I want to go do that one if I can. Definitely. I think we need to check out some uh, out west race and then go, go out there. And even in winter, I think their, their winter is mild out there, most, most places, I think. Um, Donna, we talked a lot about running and running, trail running, ultra running, training. We talked about so much stuff. I think we can talk forever, but uh, we're going to finish the interview. Uh, before we close this interview, can you give a word of advice to women out there who are listening to us? I want to be ultra distance runner or, or, you know, want to be trail runner like you have done. Give us a word of advice. Don't give up trying. I mean, if you if you keep at it long enough and you want it bad enough, you'll find a way to finish it. I mean, you, if I can do it, anybody can do it. You just, it's, it's your mind. You've got to believe that you can do it and, and you will, um, you know, maybe you won't do it the first attempt. Maybe you won't do it in your first year. Um, but if you're determined to do it, you will figure it out and you will find a way, um, to teach your body to do that distance. Definitely. sounds like a great word of advice, uh, Donna. It's been a great pleasure to talk to you. Uh, we don't get to talk or run often these days so hopefully we can run pretty soon well it's been my pleasure thank you and uh we'll see you somewhere in the trail on the blue trail (laughs) at the oak mound so thank you if you have a need to cover your events from marketing to taking photos please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns at gmail.com Thanks for listening to another episode of Emirates Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.